Hi, hi, Elder Elsie. And I, if you haven't had a chance to get to the Indigenous People's Experience, when it's open seasonally at uh, Fort Edmonton Park, please go. There is a fantastic reflection on one of the panels, and it says that um, elders are our libraries. So, Elder Elsie, just like you are Cree and Métis, best of both worlds, today we have an elder in a library, and you are our library, so we get the best of both worlds. So, hi, hi. Thank you very much. I want to acknowledge our guests, and then I have a few remarks, and then we'll bring people up. My colleague and friend, you know her from Canada AM. You know her from her time in the federal parliament, the Minister of Women and Gender Equality and Youth, my friend and colleague, the Honorable Marcy Ian. We are joined also by Tanya Fur, who is the Parliamentary Secretary to the Minister of Status of Women here in the Government of Alberta, and our friend and local champion uh, for people who sometimes don't have their own voice, Rob Yeager, President and CEO of the United Way. And, of course, we are here in the award-winning Edmonton Public Library, our host today. So would you give a round of applause for everyone who's with us today? So friends, today we mark a, an important milestone between the province of Alberta and the federal government towards an Alberta and a Canada free from gender-based violence. Aujourd'hui, nous marquons une étape importante entre la province de l'Alberta et le gouvernement fédéral en vue d'une Alberta et d'un Canada sans violence fondée sur le genre. No community, no province is spared from the effects of gender-based violence. I'll give you some statistics. Between 2014 and 2021, 679 people were killed by a current or former intimate partner in Canada. Women accounted for 79% of these victims who lost their lives to violence. 537 women were killed by an intimate partner over that period, or one woman every six days. Gender-based violence also has a disproportionate impact on the 2SLGBTQI plus community and Indigenous peoples, among many others. Now, if you take a closer look here in Alberta, 74% of Albertans reported that they personally know at least one woman or person identifying as a woman who has been sexually or physically assaulted. This figure doesn't factor in the countless women who don't tell anyone about the assault, and nor does it factor in any other type of abuse besides physical and sexual abuse. Si nous examinons de plus près la situation ici en Alberta, 74% des Albertains et Bartens ont déclaré connaître personnellement au moins une femme ou une personne s'identifiée comme, comme une femme qui a été agressée sexuellement ou physiquement, et ce chiffre ne tient pas compte des innombrables femmes et filles qui ne parlent à personne de leur agression. And this is not just today, this is not just now. This is something that keeps happening over and over and over. And many Canadians continue to face every day this violence because the gender, the gender expression, the gender identity, or their perceived gender. Friends, let's remember that we are still in the midst of the 16 days of activism against gender-based violence campaign, which runs from November 25th to December 10th of this year. Today, friends, we are hopeful that it is a day where both Alberta and the federal government come together to address and work towards preventing the escalation of gender-based violence. Et aujourd'hui, nous sommes en plein espoir. C'est une journée où l'Alberta et le gouvernement fédéral s'unissent pour s'attaquer à l'escalade de la violence fondée sur le genre et travailler à la prévention de cette problématique. Now, before I pass it to my friend, the minister 
for Women and Gender Equality and Youth, the Honourable Marcy Ian, I want to say directly to you, my friend, thank you for your passion, your dedication, your perseverance, your voice, and your dedication to women, people who identify as women, the entire 2SLGBTQI plus community, and everybody who feels that they don't have a voice, that they're underrepresented, that they don't see themselves around the big table. Because in you and in us, they know that they have a voice and that they have champions. And so without further ado, please welcome to the podium, not just an ally, a real champion, the Minister of Women and Gender Equality and Youth, the Honourable Marcy Ian. that's the best intro I've ever had in life. I'll just, oh my goodness, what, what a pleasure to be here today. Um, Minister Bosin, Randy, my friend, you, you talked about allyship. Thank you for being an ally. Thank you for leading with such empathy um, and passion for community and country. You are such a bright light and I see it every day. Um, the country sees it. Edmonton Centre most definitely sees it. So thank you so very much. Um, Elder Elsie, you know exactly what you're doing. You know, ex yes, you do. Thank you for starting us off in, in a good way. And thank you for your vulnerability, for telling us your story, for being so honest. I, I can tell you not everybody can come up and stand at a podium and talk about their life journey. But in doing so, you're helping so many people. You are, who, who will hear you and have heard you today and have hope because you shared. So thank you so very much. Thank you so very much. I, um, I have some friends uh, in Lalash, Saskatchewan, and uh, we joke all the time about Marcy Cho because my name is Marcy and they think it's very funny. So it's Marcy, so they think it is. But it's, it's wonderful to be here with you and to have some time with you here today. Tanya, Parliamentary Secretary for it's the first time that we're meeting. Uh, but there definitely is a connection and that connection is the work, but also your passion and empathy uh, for women, those who identify not only in this province, but in this country. Thank you so much uh, for your work. I'm Rob, I uh, just met you uh, and your team from United Way. Um, we had a short conversation, but um, the work on the front lines is not easy. It's necessary, but thank you for every single thing that you do every day. Um, your heart is obviously in it, uh, but thank you for putting people first and seeing people for who they are. So you have um, just wrapped up Family Violence Prevention Month here in Alberta. And as we do this, we reminded, and, and Randy listed all of the numbers and the stats so well, they are grim that reminded us that gender-based violence is an ongoing issue in this province and right across this country. It takes a physical, psychological, 
economic toll on survivors, on children, on anyone who supports them. True and lasting gender equality is only possible when women, when girls and gender diverse people are safe. They are safe in their workplaces. They are safe on their campuses. They are safe in communities. They are safe in their homes. Many organizations providing gender-based violence related supports and services reported a spike in the severity of incidents since the start of the COVID-19 pandemic. In 2021 alone, 49% of shelters saw a reported increase in the number of crisis calls that they received. In Alberta, the surge continues as several crisis hotlines reported a 50% or higher increase in calls from 2021 to 2022. So as Minister for Women and Gender Equality and Youth, I have heard from survivors of gender-based violence in communities right across our country. And I have to tell you that the stories are horrifying. The stories are heartbreaking. I've also heard from organizations, grassroots organizations, people working hard on the front line on the importance of having access to supports 24-7. Someone needs to make a call and it's three o'clock in the morning or it's five o'clock in the morning. It is important that when someone needs help, there is someone there to listen on the other end of a line or a text and act. Our government has made it clear that everyone has the right to live free from violence and that every effort will be taken to end gender-based violence in all of its forms. So since April 2020, my ministry has funded more than 1,400 shelters, sexual assault centers, and other organizations, including 138 organizations that serve indigenous people. Because of this funding, more than two million people experiencing gender-based violence had a safe place to turn to, had access to critical supports and services during the pandemic. And that brings us to today's announcement. I can't tell you how happy I am to announce $3 million in funding to Alberta over four years to distribute to crisis hotlines responding to gender-based violence. We know that crisis hotlines are a lifeline. I'm not overstating that. For women and gender-diverse people fleeing domestic violence in Alberta and across the country. Because the bottom line is very much the point that getting directly connected to supports and services can be and often is the difference between life and death. That is the bottom line. When we saw the spike in the amount of calls received and the rising rates of gender-based violence, uh, we put forward $30 million in last year's federal budget to get help, because provinces said they needed it. Get help to provinces, and I am so proud to be here in Alberta to deliver on that commitment. We're in the process of finalizing bilateral agreements with other provinces and territories right across the country to get funding into the hands of service providers 
funding that will help offer more robust services, resources, and to support those who need it most. Our government will always stand alongside survivors and collaborate with local leaders. And while no singular person, no government or organization can achieve success alone to end gender-based violence, the fact of the matter is we must and are, as evidenced here, work together. I was um, honored to stand alongside my provincial and territorial counterparts from across Canada last month to announce an historic milestone, the endorsement and launch of the National Action Plan to End Gender-Based Violence. This endorsement was a concrete step forward to fulfilling a long-standing commitment of the federal, provincial, and territorial governments to work together towards a Canada free of gender-based violence, a Canada that supports victims, a Canada that supports survivors and their families from coast to coast to coast. The National Action Plan sets a framework for anyone facing gender-based violence to have reliable and timely access to protection and services no matter where they live. And today's announcement on crisis hotlines complements and also supports the implementation of this work. Before closing, I'd like to remind everybody here uh, that December 5th was International Volunteer Day. So, so I want to really highlight that organizations that support victims and survivors of gender-based violence and their families rely so heavily on volunteer support. So putting out the ask, putting out the ask, um, to ask you to please consider lending your time, lending your efforts to organizations here in Alberta. Because we all know that there is still a long way to go. We all know that there is much work to do in ending gender-based violence. But I have to say, and I hope you'll agree, that we're moving in the right direction. The needle is moving, it's shifting in the right direction. Our agreement with Alberta brings us one step closer to building the safer and more equal Canada that we all want to see. Thank you so much. Merci beaucoup. Well, thanks very much, Marcy. Minister Ian, really appreciate your remarks this morning and for Coming from Toronto to share that great announcement with us, it's a big country and uh, we appreciate when uh, we have colleague ministers from around the country in, uh, in our province and in our capital city. And with that, I would now like to invite the MLA for Calgary Pagan, the Parliamentary Secretary for the Status of Women for the Government of Alberta, Tanya Fair, to the, perp, to the podium. Thanks, Tanya. Good morning, everyone. Thank you all for being here today, and, and so wonderful to meet Minister Ian and Minister Boissonneau. Thank you so much, Elder, for the, the blessing this morning. So gender-based violence, as we know, can occur at any time and in any place. It can happen suddenly or be part of a relationship that develops over time. Whether it happens in public, in private, or even in your own home, survivors deserve support no matter where in the province they live. But it can sometimes be challenging to ask for help. When a person is in crisis, they need immediate care. 
Part of that means knowing who to call and being connected directly to the support they need. Emergencies, crises, any situation where a person is in danger is not the time to try to figure out how to get help or who to call. Albertans deserve to have a simple, fast, and effective solution. And we are committed to making it easier to get help and making that help more accessible to all Albertans. Crisis hotlines are a lifeline for survivors. When it comes to gender-based violence, that timely support is even more crucial. We are working to eliminate barriers to getting help, provide an efficient and effective response system for those in need, and make it easier for survivors to make the call or text that could literally save their life. Our government is committed to providing the critical support services survivors need the moment they need it. That's why, thanks to today's funding from Women and Gender Equality, we're directing $3 million over four years to 211 to help connect survivors of gender-based violence with the wraparound supports they need. When a person is in crisis, finding help should not be difficult, confusing, or time-consuming. This funding will help to further improve service coordination, Albertans' access to resources and prevention supports. Every person who experiences gender-based violence should have immediate access to support and comprehensive care. Our government is committed to ending all forms of gender-based violence. That's why we, of course, endorse the National Action Plan to end gender-based violence, a 10-year strategy focused on support and prevention. In April 2021, we proudly passed a version of Claire's Law. This allows women to check their partner's history for a record of domestic violence. To date, over 300 information disclosures have been made available to Albertans. And we've committed $1 million of funding to launch a new training program for forensic evidence collection to ensure more healthcare providers can support sexual assault survivors across Canada. We also understand the immense value in ensuring our courts support survivors. That's why we stood up for them and passed the Provincial Court Sexual Assault Awareness Training Amendment Act. This will provide valuable training to ensure victims are not re-victimized during the trial process. I'm proud that our governments are working together to continue to take action in supporting survivors, and I'd also like to sincerely thank the United Way for joining us this morning. I know the work you do in partnership with the Canadian Mental Health Association and Distress Centre Calgary is so important when it comes to supporting, supporting Albertans in crisis. As Minister Ian said, you, you're literally saving lives. Thank you, everyone. Have a great day. I know how hard parliamentary secretaries work because I was one once. <laughs> a long time ago, almost back when I had hair, but maybe not that long ago. Elsie, Elder Elsie upgraded me to an elder earlier today, so maybe I'm on my way. Um, look, it takes, a, it takes a village to do this work, and as Minister Ian and Parliamentary Secretary Fur said, the work doesn't happen without partners on the ground, and I can see some people that I know do this work on the ground through their masks, and I know because I did work with them before, and I want to shout out to Jan Reimer and the Alberta Council of Women's Shelters Thank you for your solidarity. Thank you for your voice. Thank you for your activism. Let's give Jan and her whole team, her whole ecosystem, a round of applause. Jan, thank you. Another key leading organization that 
literally powers organizations because it gives them money and support and training is the United Way, and they have raised $25 million this year to support people in the uh, capital region. And so for the United Way's perspective on today's announcement, I would like to bring to the podium the president and CEO of United Way, Rob Yeager. Well, thank you so much, Parliamentary Secretary Fur, Minister Ian, Minister Boissonneau, for the incredible support for 211 Alberta. We are so, so very grateful for this investment as this is critical social infrastructure that improves and simplifies what can be a complex and confusing system. 211 is an initiative of the Alberta United Way of the Alberta Capital Region in partnership with the Canadian Mental Health Association Edmonton, the Distress Centre Calgary that helps Albertans find the right resource or service for whatever issue it is that they need to deal with at the right time. Navigating the social sector is hard, but even more difficult when you're in crisis and experiencing gender-based violence. This investment in 211 Alberta means that someone picks up the phone or answers a text or a chat during one of the hardest, scariest moments of their life. A caring and compassionate expert will be there to help. No matter the time, no matter the place, no matter the language. 211 Alberta and frontline agencies across the province will be walking alongside survivors of gender-based violence. This funding will support 211 Alberta's research to better understand the network of support available across the province, the complex needs of survivors as they navigate the system, and what needs are going unmet in the community, especially in rural and remote areas, in support of equity-deserving groups as well, and how we can come together as a sector to bridge those gaps. This work and this funding will save lives. It will help break the cycle of violence. It will help survivors heal, rebuild, and thrive. And it'll strengthen our social services sector across the province, so we'll be there for Albertans experiencing gender-based violence and support them in navigating what comes next, because we know that for many people that are experiencing gender-based violence, leaving that situation isn't the only thing they might need help with. But with 211 Alberta's fulsome database of resources, we can help people address their needs in a holistic way instead of in isolation. 211 Alberta is unique because we are the only 211 service in Canada that's co-located with crisis lines. At the Canadian Mental Health Association Edmonton, Distress Centre Calgary, these crisis lines not only help individuals find support, they help them find support on a 24-hour, seven-day-a-week basis via online chat and text messaging. And these two modes of communication are what we see individuals accessing most often uh, as survivors of gender-based violence. This means that 211 navigators are equipped to support callers in crisis while also helping them navigate the system, which is incredibly important. And of course, the work we do depends entirely on frontline agencies and subject matter experts who are helping individuals in this crisis and are there for them as they rebuild their lives. So with all of us, governments, nonprofit organizations, frontline agencies, we're able to minimize duplication and strengthen the social sector. 
It means we're helping people where and when they need it most instead of leaving them to navigate this on their own, especially at a time of crisis. So thank you to the government of Alberta. Thank you to the government of Canada for your support in helping us address this issue of gender-based violence. Thank you. I was waiting for the MC to keep the thing rolling here. Back on duty, everyone. Folks, it, we're going to do two things now. We're going to take media questions. Hanan's going to come up and uh, be the press sec, do that job. And then we'll, we'll have a photo moment. So we'll have the speakers come up for a photo. And if there's any organizations that want to join us, they certainly can. So, Hanan, over to you. Marcy, do you want to come up? Tanya? Those will be ready. Come on up with us, Rob. Then everybody's ready to go. Everybody's I think you're going to be first. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> okay, now we'll open the floor for questions, starting with one question and one follow-up questions. We'll start with questions on the floor. Please step to the mic, state your name, and outlet. Maintenant, nous allons prendre des questions. Commençons avec une question et une question supplémentaire. Okay, no questions from the floor. Um, no questions in the queue. So I'm going to go ahead and close today's media veil. Thank you.